Hello there, and welcome back to Damn Good Movie Memories. I'm your host, Brian Davis. For this week's episode, we're going to do movies where you wish the ending was different. Now, I thought this was going to be an easy subject to come up with a ton of movies for, and really, it's far further from the truth. Um, we couldn't come up with a ton of movies, and I thought I'd come up with an easy top 10 list. That didn't happen. So we could have retitled this spoiler alert because that's kind of what this is. We're going to tell you what the endings are and then how you would potentially change them. Um, or we just might say, hey, the, mo- the movie just the movie is great, but the ending fell flat. So that's what we'll get into. Okay, for this week, I have a top five list because I thought it was going to be easy to come up with a list of ten. But really, all I could come up with was five, or at least five strong ones. Uh, for movies where I wish the ending was different. So for number five, I have Rockstar from 2001. So I remember being interested in this movie uh, when it first came out. It starred Mark Wahlberg and a bunch of my favorite musicians from uh, 80s hair bands like uh, Zach Wilde, who was in Ozzy Osbourne's band, of course. Jeff Pilson, who was in Dokken. Jason Bonham, who was the son of legendary Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham. Uh, Blas Elias, who was in the, who was the drummer for Slaughter. So guys like this, that kind of sort of interested me. So the other interesting part was during the development of this movie, it was supposed to be kind of based on the story of Rob Halford and Judas Priest. So the movie was going to be called Metal God, which is a direct reference to Rob Halford's nickname. However, once Judas Priest heard the direction of the movie, they decided not to be involved. Um, partly because this is more of kind of a not it's a cheesy hair metal take on you know 80s hard rock instead of the more serious heavy metal that Judas Priest did. So um, anyway, the story goes that Rob Halford, when he left Judas Priest, he was replaced by Ripper Owens. Ripper Owens was part of a Judas Priest tribute band before actually joining Judas Priest, and so that's the premise behind Rockstar. So the movie is really fun and ridiculous, just like the 80s, and most of the movie's done in kind of tongue-in-cheek cheek fashion fashion but it doesn't take itself too too seriously however it's the ending and that's what let's, let's get into that the ending to me is weak and cliche as mark Wahlberg decides that he doesn't have enough creative control um in his band the band he joined was called steel dragon and so instead of just sticking out and making the paycheck he decides to leave the band and much money um to then become a soul artist and ends up playing acoustic music in coffee houses in his hometown so if that's not cliche i don't know what it is it's just it's a weak ending i you know can we have him go to a different band and maybe be uh popular and you know to do um you know to cut your hair and then you know act like you're some uh rem reject just doesn't do it for me number four on my list is vision quest from 1985 Vision Quest is a type of coming-of-age movie that the 80s were so great at. The film stars Matthew Modine as a high school wrestler who becomes infatuated with an older woman, that woman played by Linda Fiorentino. Modine's father, who is played by Ronnie Cox, takes in Fiorentino as a boarder, and this takes away from Modine's focus on his wrestling parties. She's very pretty, she's older, and he's just smitten with her. Fans of Sixteen Candles will enjoy that Jake Ryan, or the actor that played Jake Ryan, um, he plays Modine's buddy, 
and he has a pretty wicked mohawk in it. So not the not the great quaffed hair that he had in Sixteen Candles. But anyway, the movie is fun, and it's fun '80s nostalgia with a cool soundtrack that has Madonna in it. She's also in the movie in the club scene. Uh, Journey is in a Dio, Sammy Hagar, Foreigner, Don Henley, and John Waite also round out the soundtrack. I could actually put this on the soundtrack. Anyway, for the ending, um, so the the movie kind of builds up with Modine's character, uh, one of the best wrestlers in his district, and he's going to face off against um, you know hated rival, um, and it you know kind of builds up to that. But the problem is, Fiorentino decides to move on and move away before. Um, this big match it is so you figure she's gonna go away however she watches the match and he ends up winning but the movie just ends and so you don't you know I would have liked to have seen something like Modine and Fiorentino end up you know driving away you know maybe he goes with her to the west coast and goes to college out there or something like that anyway it just like he wins and, and nothing else happens so I always thought it could have been a little stronger of an ending still a great movie Number three is A Place in the Sun from 1951. So this is a fabulous drama starring Elizabeth Taylor, Montgomery Clift, and Shelley Winters. This is really probably Clift's uh, best-known role, and it really actually made Elizabeth Taylor star, too, from being a child actor. Taylor and Clift were very good friends um, until the end of his life. Um, Clift had a tragic car accident where his face was disfigured, and really kind of ruined his career. Uh, he fell deep into depression. He was also also struggling with his sexuality. He was a uh, closeted gay man. Um, and, you know, Taylor wanted to marry him. I mean, she wanted to marry everyone, but she, she loved Montgomery Cliff. Um, but unfortunately, this movie is kind of like his life. It just doesn't go as planned. So anyway, it's the plot is your typical love triangle gone bad, really bad. So Cliff plays an underprivileged young man working for his uh, rich uncle in his factory. And so while working at the factory, he starts a relationship with his co-worker, and that's played by Shelley Winters. That is against company policy. <laughs> so Cliff slowly starts to rise within the company and begins to network with su- successful people, and he meets Elizabeth Taylor. And she's, uh, you know, he's immediately, Im- immediately smitten with her, because who wouldn't be? However, he's still in a relationship with Winters, um, but then he decides um, to kind of get rid of her, and she is killed in a boat accident. So eventually they go to trial, he gets convicted, and he's executed, or, or you, at least you're, it's implied that he's executed. But you, you kind of hope, I mean, nothing against Shelley Winters, but I think everyone is kind of rooting for him to get away with it so he can be with Elizabeth Taylor because it seemed like they were meant to be. So while I, I understand the movie had to go a certain way, that doesn't mean that uh, I couldn't have been hopeful for a more happier ending. Number two is The Birds from 1963. Now, I apologize if you've already heard the Alfred Hitchcock episode, so I'm going to repeat myself, but the story's so good and it really matches the theme of this episode. So anyway, the one of the potential endings for the film sort of goes like this. So if you've seen The Birds, you know that the movie kind of ends ominously with a ton of birds resting calmly as Rod Taylor and Tippi Hendren slowly drive away from their Bodega Bay house that was completely ravaged by the insane birds. So one of Hitchcock's ending ideas was uh, to have Taylor and Hendren drive off thinking that everything was okay due to the birds flying away from the ravaged house. As they continue to drive, the Golden Gate Bridge comes into view, and as they get closer, their eyes feel a complete horror as the bridge is completely covered with birds waiting for them. 
Now, it's not that the ending that I knew for many years is bad. It is kind of cool and it's ominous and everything, but knowing what it could have been, the Golden Gate Bridge scene would have been far superior. Number one on my list for movies that I wish had different endings is Roman Holiday from 1953. Now, it's a wonderful romantic comedy starring the always beautiful Audrey Hepburn and the amazing Gregory Peck. Now, that's a great-looking couple. Hepburn actually won an Oscar for Best Actress as her role for Princess Anne. So the chemistry between Hepburn and Peck is fabulous, and the movie is really fun to watch. But if you haven't seen the movie, the plot is that Princess Anne is doing a tour of European cities, but becomes frustrated by the rigid schedule that's set for her. So when she gets to Rome, she decides to run away and go sightseeing as a regular person. Joe, that's Gregory Peck, is a reporter working for an American news office based in Rome, and he finds Princess Anne exhausted and asleep on a park bench and offers her to get a cab. But she's really too tired to do anything. So Joe decides to take her to his apartment instead, and instead of leaving her on the on the bench because he has no idea that she's actually a princess. And so the rest of the movie involves the two of them get getting to know one another and exploring Rome. Now, at the end, she he obviously discovered she's a princess and you know she kind of gives this press conference and you realize that they just aren't going to be together she's going to do her thing and he's going to go away and and that's kind of how it ends and he just kind of walks away as she's answering questions and i think everyone would have love for them to you know live happily ever after would have made a bigger imprint or would have would the movie have been any better if if that's the case well no but i think everyone wanted them to get together anyway this was a very difficult episode to come up with the top five but we do have people that have a variety of movies so i hope you enjoy that and i'll come back to wrap this all up we're back with sarah and we she she has a pretty good list of because this is a tough one because it's really tough i think it's easy to come up with endings that are awesome Right. But it's harder to think of movies where you wish the endings were different. It's hard just to on command when you've only been up for a few hours <laughs> to like get your brain going and be like, oh, yeah, that movie. Because as soon as you this is done, yeah, you're going to think of a bunch of them. Uh-huh. And we're going to have to do like a second edition. We could do that. I should, I'm going to keep a notepad with me walking around like a weirdo. <laughs> but you won't because uh, no, eventually you'll forget and we'll move on from there. Uh, but this is good. This is like brain teasers that keeps your... Yeah, Remember either that or people are like, that's a shit show right there. <laughs> that, for that girl is like, I don't get it. <sighs> okay, so what are your what are your endings that you wish were, were different? Okay, so first thing came to me, it, Rain Man, which I love. Mm-hmm. Rain Man is like one of those movies that when they play it all, at, at least every week on TNT yeah. or AMC or whatever, you're like, okay, I got to watch this. Yeah. And Charlie Babbitt and whatever. And I dislike Tom Cruise immensely. Mm. I know I'm going to you're gonna get a lot of slack for that. Maybe some egging, but whatever. No, I think there are... I just Tom yeah. Cruise. But this was like before he was too annoying. And this was the first movie where I think anybody, at least that I remember, had played somebody who was mentally challenged, mm-hmm. but like an autism was not something that was really discussed no. a lot. This what, early, late 80s, early 90s? Mm-hmm. So I remember having this conversation with my dad, like what exactly Idiot Savant was and how it was like, it was just, it was kind of fascinating for me. Yeah. Still is. And so, you know, it was to watch the progression of like that relationship and Tom Cruise being an ass, Mm -hmm. which he is an ass, but then you see a little bit of her. Anyway, I I really. He's just very selfish. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and just Dustin Hoffman was like, you can't even, it was awesome. But I wished he would have stayed with his brother. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand why, but now you think, oh, they could have, they know, you know, they know more about autism, whatever. Right. But it was like, yeah, that part, I actually was sad. 
when he had to leave. And I was sad for Tom Cruise's character because even though I, I hate Tom, but <laughs> it was like, he, that was all he had left in the world. And he was like, okay, bye. And even yeah. then he was like, he was there. He loved him for a second and then he had to go. And But he would have just taken him down to the Church of Scientology and that would have been just you bad for Charles. For, yeah. uh, for yeah. Dustin Hoffman. Yes. Yeah, but then maybe they would have just given some routine to him and he could have watched Wapner. That's true. My dad still, my dad will still to this day. <laughs> Gotta go to Kmart. Gotta, gotta watch Wapner. I'm all dad. Stop. Okay, you went to Cincinnati to get your box of shorts at Kmart. Oh my god, yeah, still. So um let's see. My other movies are probably not as heartfelt. Um I, I really think the Titanic should have ended different. No, but if I would have you know, people were in watching. In real life or just the movie? Um probably in real life would have been good, but I yeah. since you know yeah. They would have to keep keep it to, true to the story. They probably would have never made the movie, though. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I just wish there was some more lifeboats, because that part bummed me out a lot. Well, actually, they could have not killed Leonardo. So here's the yeah. thing about... Yeah, they. you know what? Yes, they could have not killed him, because... But then, people were watching that. I remember watching that movie, and I have a fear of water and claustrophobia or whatever. Uh-huh. I saw that movie was depressed for, like, three days. <laughs> One, because it really happened. Yeah. And two, because it really happened. Yeah. And three, because it was just sad. And, and we were stuck with Celine Dion for months. Oh my god. Months and, and here months. are these people that are like, I've seen it 17 times. <laughs> you know what? You need to get a life. Yes. It, clearly, because, or you need to get on antidepressants, because that movie bums me out. I'm yeah. like, it wished nobody died. And that's one that's way too long, too. Oh my god. So if we, when it's we like, get to that you cannot drink anything, you can't no. do anything. And then, <laughs> um, my third choice on movies of alternate ending would probably have to be anything from Jennifer Aniston, um, that she doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> really, because I think most of those films, she should probably Die. get in a car accident, do something, fall, drown, whatever. So she could have been. On how the would Titanic. you? Did you ever see Office Space? I did okay. Office. Oh God, when she worked at TGI Fridays, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, and she loved kung fu. I yeah, love yeah. kung fu. You would have killed her then. I would have like, yeah, I would have, or ha- had her go off with that gross. Mm, I'm gonna need those TK reports, <laughs> please. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lumber. Yeah, yeah, go be with him. Yeah, because you're a weirdo. Yes. Yeah. So anything. Where Those she- are amazing. Those yeah. are great. It's On our- the spot, four hours sleep. Yep. Good list. Um, yep. <laughs> he let you drive the Buick? Yeah, slow on the drive. Well, I'd let you drive sometime. <laughs> never, never touch the steering wheel when I'm driving. Do you hear me? Yeah. Do you hear me? Of course, I don't have my underwear. What? I'm definitely not wearing my underwear. What are you talking about? I gave you a fresh pair of mine this morning. No, not my underwear. <sighs> I told you to go in the bathroom and put them on. Where are they? Of course, they're in the pocket of my jacket. Where? Here. These are, these, these are too tight. I don't want them that crazy. These are not boxer shorts. Mine are boxer shorts. What's the difference? These are Hanes 32. Underwear, these are Hanes 32. Oh, my boxer shorts have my name and it says Rain. All right, all right, all right. When we pass the store, we'll pick you up a pair of boxer shorts. I get my boxer shorts at Kmart, Cincinnati. We're not going back to Cincinnati. We're just going to start with that. 400 Oak Street. I'm not going back to Cincinnati. You don't have to go to Cincinnati to pick up boxer shorts. That's Oaken Burnett in Cincinnati. What did I say? It's Kmart. What I, you hear me. I know you hear me. My boxer shorts. You don't fool my... me with this shit for a second. Yours are too tight. Ray, did you fucking hear what I said? Shut up! Cincinnati's a long way off. When you're getting further away from Kmart. You don't have to go to Cincinnati to get a pair of underwear at Kmart. You have to go to Kmart. 400 Oak Street. What I tell you, Ray, we are not going to Cincinnati, and that's final. Get my boxer shorts at Kmart. Raymond, that is final. Did you hear me? It's going to be short. Hey,
All right, so we're here with Michael, who we thought this was going to be a, a, an, an easy yeah. uh, interview to, to come up with endings where we were either disappointed or we thought they could be different in some way. Right. So did you have to dig deep on this one? Or? I did, I did. I had to really think about it. But that second part you said mm -hmm. about um, movies ending, yeah. not quite the way you wanted to, but not sure. necessarily something that you would change. Right. That would actually get me to think a little bit more okay. about it. Um, and I think right off the top of my head, I could think of a few. Okay. Um, yeah, so. So let me know. What's, what's, what's well, your um, list? Well, um, right off the top, right top, my, bat, off mm -hmm. the top of my head, um, yeah. in terms of movie endings that I felt like I was just really weird about, mm -hmm. um, was the uh, original version of Old Boy. I, didn't, I never mm -hmm. seen the second one. I don't know the remake, but okay. the Korean version of Old Boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, everything here is a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, basically, I was going to name this episode "Spoiler Alert" because that's that's all it is. So, so explain the ending, and then how you would. Well, I mean, it, yeah, right? I mean, the ending was you know you that the the main character has to make a decision of mm -hmm. whether he wants to forget about the past, okay, which is very absolutely horrific what the villain has done to him and his daughter, um, and he chooses to forget and continue with like this life of just really messed up. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you've seen the movie. I haven't. I haven't. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I don't know if I would have changed the ending, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because it's so gritty and just disgusting and everything, but at the same time, it's like, how would you change that ending? Right. Like, Have you thought about it? Like, how, if, in your, if there was an alternate ending where you didn't change it, but there was something to think about, well, how would you have tweaked it? Um... I mean, I guess I try to put myself in the character's position, but mm -hmm. the character is so far gone because of what's happened to him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just just a really quick synopsis sure, yeah, of the yeah. movie because I feel like I'm just talking. No, 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 yeah, what's talking yeah. about? So, um, so the 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 main character, he, he in the beginning of the movie, he's in a room. He doesn't know where he is. Okay. At, and it, and it, you know, long story short, it basically turns out that there's this guy that wanted revenge on him and basically put him in a torturous situation. Mm -hmm. To basically give him a real mental like thing, right? Mm -hmm. So in the in the film, he escapes and then he finds this girl, falls in love with them, and then he finds out through remembering his past that that's actually his daughter. Oh, okay. So the end of the the end of the movie is you know he's going up to the guy he's trying to get revenge on for doing this to him, and then um, but he hasn't discovered that this person that's been along with is his daughter, and then the guy plays a tape of them like having sex basically yeah it's a really yeah, messed up movie exactly. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah of, of them having sex and he basically yeah. loses it right okay. and then at the very end understandable yeah right? <laughs> and at the very end he's got this like matrixy moment where like this other character comes up and says I have this thing you can choose to forget or you can choose to remember and try to atone or make up for sure. whatever you're in your life or you could choose to forget and he yeah. chooses to forget so i, I think you made the, the good choice <laughs> right but i mean like like to me i'm like as a viewer i'm like, a I, like what kind of an ending would you want from that i yeah. think it's so messed up right i mean right. to me honestly i'm like maybe it would have been better if you just blew both of their brains out right i mean at, at that point right yeah i mean that's it's either that or like living so, blissfully have you have you looked into like how people are have reacted like have you talked to other people that have watched this movie and how yeah it's yeah. a very interesting movie because a lot of people haven't seen it mm -hmm. but the people that have seen it are very one way or the other sure. it's kind of like it's kind of like the audition mm -hmm. you know it's one of those movies that's just like whoa what am i watching right. um but as a film itself i think it's really well done okay i mean obviously very taboo very sure. out there yeah but uh, I think it's artistically done very, very, okay. very well I mean somewhere along the lines of um, 
you know, uh, the the uh, the foreign versions of um, Girl, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, that was like oh, yeah. so like oh my god, this is so difficult to watch. It but is. like you can't you cannot deny that it's a, a no. film, like sure. an artistic piece of work. That's Absolutely. Like what did, you know? Yeah. So. Okay, so that's a good one. So what were yeah. the other ones that you had? Um, well, okay, so movies that um, the ending made me like oh my god. Yeah. So AI, the movie AI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it in theaters. I thought it was amazing. Like, like this movie's awesome, you know. The kid was good. I mean, he's he's a good actor. Yeah. And then who was it? Jude Law was in that movie, and it was like really well done. Did Spielberg direct? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Spielberg. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I was watching it, and I was just like, "This is amazing. This movie's amazing." And then it's like the little—I don't know if you've seen it, but like it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. but the little boy goes through this like coming of age as a robot android kind of a story, right? Okay. And uh, there's a part of the film where. He's looking for, uh, I don't, is it the green fairy or the blue fairy or, yeah. so like the character that's like kind of his mother or something that he's trying to remember. Okay. Um, and he's trying to find this, this person that means everything to him. And then he finds her at the, like, not the end, but mm-hmm. towards the end. Sure. And he's like, I don't know, miles in the ocean, like underneath, you know, this is obviously in the future. Everything is just like covered in the water mm-hmm. and he finds like this image or I don't remember exactly what it is but he finds her and he's just there and he's like kind of in awe and to me like I thought the movie was going to end there and I was just like brilliant mm-hmm. I was just like like there's so much to be thought about in that moment it was just like he's he's a kid that's never going to die right. he's going to be stuck in this ocean and he like found this person like well, what does he do at that point it's mm-hmm. just like, not even a person it's just you know it, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like it was just it was so crazy, and it blew my mind. And then the movie kept so going. going. <laughs> so how much longer did it go after that? It went for like twenty minutes. Okay, so they should have just cut yeah, it there and then. Yeah, and it completely changed the movie. Yeah. Because then it went into like it went to a whole different themes. It was just like oh, then they brought him, they brought his mother back to mm-hmm. life. When I say they, I mean like the other alien force okay. that came. But it's not aliens. You find out that they're robots. Right. Built, <laughs> like like he is supposed to be one of the first models that made it possible for all these other models to come forward. So basically, like, the image of what we see as aliens mm-hmm. in our movies sure. are actually robots that we created. Right. So that, it's kind of, I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Except that's not what the movie was about. No, it and was that, about him. Yeah. that really came out, and that only really came about in the last 20 minutes mm-hmm. after that moment. Like, there was, like, nothing about aliens. Right. All of a sudden, you're like, whoa, we're talking about aliens now? I know we're just talking about some robot. But I felt like it really took away from that I mean, yeah, he's a boy and an android and a robot, but there was really like human emotional element yeah. in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, when he finds what he's looking for, but he has all of eternity to try to figure out like, what is, you know, like, what does this mean at this point? So it's almost like Spielberg had an original ending. Yeah. And he just a, had to keep going. Yeah, he had a super original movie, yeah. original ending, but then like, he just kept going yeah. and then it just kind of like, it, it, it kind of killed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was going from like a nine movie, like eight yeah. or nine movie. And then once it ended, it, just it was just off. like a four or five. That's a great one. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Here. See, see. Do you have any more? Or are they, those are the top two for you? Those two are top ones. I mean, I make fun of other movies. Sure. Like, like Titanic. I mean, that <laughs> thing was big. Everybody, I'm sure, has talked about that. I mean, that thing was big enough for both of so, them. Let's get real here. <laughs> Sarah, who I interviewed before this, that was the one. But it was kind of like, well, how are you going to really change it? Because it's history. But then again, I guess you didn't have to kill Leonardo because it's just, you know, well, kind yeah, of a subplot. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean... That was the only thing. I mean, yeah, it's history, whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a love story. Mm-hmm. It's all fictional. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that whatever they were, she was sitting on was big enough for the both of them. Exactly. <laughs> that's a great, <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great so, point. Yeah. So, I mean, that, yeah. that to me is like, okay, I you love you forever. You knew someone had to die like, in this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did you, yeah, like, yeah. like Pocahontas, right? Did, 
I mean, really, he gets shot, and you're yeah. going to send him all the way back to Europe to get him fixed up. Right. Like, that's a better option. Come I mean, on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's another one. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a great one. Cool. Well, thank you, Michael. Yeah, Th- these you. are great. Yeah, thanks. Thank goodness for our Thursday crew, because we're not going to have many interviews this week, because this is actually <laughs> a hard subject. I didn't think it would, was going to be, but come up with movies where you wish the ending was different. So you, it could be that you actually kind of like the ending, but then you thought of a better one or simply that the movie is great until you get to the ending and then you're like what the hell like after all that you get this so yeah anyway so Maywin's gonna start off Josephine's not um yeah. <laughs> yeah this is this is a tough one um so I did exactly what you probably didn't want us to do and I started thinking about movies with good endings <laughs> you, <laughs> thought, it, yeah. you know if I can think of the movies that I think have like the best kind of the pitch perfect endings maybe mm-hmm. i'll be able to figure out sure to compare where to. i was disappointed mm-hmm. so a few movies i came up with that i thought just have perfect endings mm-hmm. wouldn't change a thing okay pan's labyrinth dr strangelove psycho being john malkovich no country for old men um but then we get into problem areas okay yeah. so i i could i could list a lot but those are ones just off the top of my head i'm but, like don't so, change a thing yeah couldn't do anything but make it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I started thinking about, so what makes a bad ending? So, um, At least personally, because it's all subjective. Yeah, right? for me, um, one thing I thought about, horror movies with happy endings. <laughs> There's no business for a happy ending in a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Similarly, dystopian films, happy endings, that kind of defeats the purpose. Right. So, I started going down that uh, rabbit hole, um, and I did come up with a couple of films that I am disappointed by the endings, like genuinely always kind of have been. Um, But before I go into this, it's, uh, I started thinking about the 90s and Laserdiscs, when we first started getting these director's cuts, and I think um, home movie viewers started to realize, oh, the endings aren't necessarily fixed. Right. They could have been different before they were released. They could change again in a future release. Right. So I started thinking, gosh, were there any really good like director's cuts that actually improved the movie? Yeah. Well, there, there, are, there absolutely are. Yeah. So Brazil is one. Okay. So dystopian movie, really, really dark. Yeah. The theatrical release was such a letdown. Mm-hmm. You, um, I don't know. This is going to be like the spoiler episode. That's what it's saying. all about. So I, I was yeah. going to tell the spoiler word because that's what this episode is. But that's fine. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so you have yeah. a dystopian movie. Oh, mm-hmm. tragic. It's, it's hilarious. It's great. It makes you think. It makes you laugh, cry, all that stuff. And you, I think it's Jonathan Price. I think is the mm-hmm. yeah, character yeah. in that. And is um, just amazing. And then you get to the end. And in the theatrical release... I think they go off and they end up moving into a cottage in like the Scottish Highlands. Where the bleep did that come from? (laughs) No, like seriously, that came out of absolutely nowhere. The movie is amazing, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't stick with you the same way that a movie that stays true to its central core in the ending would do. And so the director's cut, if you go back and look at that, it's... It is much more honest to um, the message of the rest of the film. It doesn't end happily. Um, if you haven't seen that ending, then check it out. Take it sure. just makes so much more sense. And that ending, that's the ending that sticks 
I think, with you. Okay. I'm just trying to like imagine going into a movie theater in the middle of the day and you see this horrible dystopian thing. You have a, a happy ending. You walk out and you're like, oh, that's great. Let's go get lunch. Right. You walk out of a movie theater where it's just a dystopian experience and you didn't escape that for the entire time that you were in the dark for two hours and you stumble into the light of day and that movie's clinging to you. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Brazil is way at the top of the list for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that there's another one that I mentioned in a previous uh, interview, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, yeah. The musical with Rick Moranis and Ellen Green and uh, basically everybody who's Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, Steve Martin and John Candy yeah. and um, Belushi and anyway, anyway. So that one I think is fascinating because the the end, the original theatrical ending, uh, similarly was a director's kind of foible where they, you know, they audience, uh, what do they call those horrible, horrible, um, movie neutering surveys. Oh, the, the uh, testing, the audience testing. Yeah, the audience testing. Yeah. So the audience testing was negative, and they're like, okay, well, let's let's just tack on a totally heteronormative, formulaic, uh, the pair, now, see if this sounds familiar, goes off to the countryside and shacks up in a little cottage. Yeah. See, Brazil, Little Shop of Horrors, same ending, basically, for those two films when they went theatrical. Totally disappointing. I saw Little Shop of Horrors when I was a kid. I had no idea what I was going to see. And I loved it. Up until the ending, I was like, well, that's all right, I guess. Um, Later, I realized, you know, it's all with the theatrical version, the serial killer totally gets away with it. And he gets rewarded by this uh, Better Homes and Gardens kind of cartoon, pastiche colored heteronormative marriage out in the middle of nowhere. The uh, original ending was true to the musical, mm. um, but like amped it up to eleven, where you have these giant, horrific plant monsters taking over the United States, and uh, the special effects are outrageous, even for that time, yeah. and are really worth checking out. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't get to see that kind of whole consistent. Uh, version of that film until a few years ago mm. and it's a completely different experience it's yeah. not like going back and visiting a film that I liked when I was a kid and thinking oh that's kind of you know it's alright or it's disappointing now it's a completely different right. film it's I have a respect for it on a completely different level well, it is interesting with the, the audience testing now I mean studios have yeah. so much money so they want to make sure they get it right and I right. think that's why this was so difficult is because for the most part they're not going to screw that up they don't want to screw up the ending and that's why they they yeah. definitely preview these as much yeah. as possible. But then but, you end up with the same ending and that's, tacked yeah. onto a bunch of movies. Right. So I don't know how much sense that makes. I mean, I, I totally understand. I totally understand. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it, it'll. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if it works, then it works. But oh. I think independent movies or lesser, or you know, non-big budget movies have a tendency to potentially disappoint you more because the. The director can do whatever they want, you know. That's kind right. of like their view, and whether you like it or not, this is what you get. Yeah. So that is a definitely interesting. So. But at least it won't be that kind of it usually cliche. Won't yeah. be well. No, I'm just thinking uh, cliches. Sure, they might mm-hmm. get you know roped uh, into that, but it won't necessarily happen that you have this tone that's going through like three quarters of the film, mm-hmm. and then sharp left turn just so we can wrap it up in a bow, right? Right. Um, and make everybody happy before the credits roll, right? So. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. More independence, please. Oh, yeah. Indies, indies, bring them. Um, another one, Throw Mama from the Train. Oh, yeah. Another, yeah. like, psycho killer who gets rewarded with the Hollywood formula ending at the end. You end up with Danny DeVito, who spends most of the film trying 
to convince his best friend to kill someone and who he himself has absolutely no qualms about killing a stranger. His mother, huge reservations. A stranger, absolutely, he'll follow that person to another state, stalk them, and the only reason he didn't do it was because, you know, it's just the, I guess, he just got unlucky. (laughs) But at the end of the movie, they're out on this beach. He's like in flippers yeah. going into the I want to be on that beach <laughs> but I don't want to be a psychotic psycho killer to get there right so that's a great I totally that that, that, that movie just the ending doesn't make sense and I love most of that movie because yeah. it's just kind of twisted and dark well and you love goodies and of course you would love you love the mom the, the yeah 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 movie, absolutely so yeah. Yeah. yeah Anne Ramsey yeah. Anne Ramsey yeah. who did a few things and all of them were amazing yeah Yep. Yeah, she should have done more. Yeah. Um, so what else was I going to mention? Oh, um, I was, so I mentioned No Country. Oh, this is just a total aside. I'm going to mention No Country for Old Men. I listed it as one of my top favorite movie endings. Yeah. My husband <laughs> hates that movie really? because of the ending. He loves the movie up until it... Uh, begins to come full circle yeah. he does he doesn't he didn't see that coming in so and i'd heard that from a lot of people that it was abrupt so but you were know, right but I, mean, I saw that in the theater and remember leaving kind of like whoa what did i just see like it totally yeah. jarred you and and it worked because that's what i think made that particular movie powerful if they had tied it up i would have been like it was a good movie but you know it's not a repeat viewer for me but this one mm-hmm. it's it's intense it's yeah. really intense and i think that's why it did so well too mm. Okay, Josephine, now you... Well, like, I mean, to kind of piggyback off the No Country Fulfillment, have you guys seen Nocturnal Animals? No. Have you guys heard of it? Heard of it, but I have not seen it. You might that. like this because it, it was almost like a high fashion No Country for Old Man a little bit for me. <laughs> I mean, and like, I I don't know, like, maybe I'm just using an excuse to talk about this because it, it really stayed with you and the ending is kind of open-ended. But to me, it's kind of it's kind of depressing too. It's kind of dark. It's about like human nature. It's about regret. Mm-hmm. It's about like all these other things. And it's one of those things where like afterwards you're like reading about it online. And I listened to um, this interview with Tom Ford talking about it. And um, yeah, but that's that's a movie where I wouldn't change the ending at all. Like, okay. It was it was perfect. It kind of reinforced what he was trying to say in, in his script and the themes of the movie. But you you might like it just because it's cool. <laughs> we want to be able to hear you. <laughs> so, okay, let me see. So, I guess the first one that came to mind was it was, I think, a TV movie called The Girl in the Cafe. Oh, no. Have you heard of it? It's, no. it's with Bill Nye. Do you guys know who he is? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 And Kelly McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yes. And. Oh, yeah. Did you see it? No. no. Have you heard of it? You kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he's this civil servant and he has to go to. And he meets her, this, you know, like young, pretty woman in this cafe, and they seem kind of. Like they wouldn't really fall in love or even like be friends, and they kind of end up kind of falling mm-hmm. in love a little bit. And takes her, to, takes her with him to Reykjavik to this G eight summit, and um, it, it ends up being where like he has to like stand up for his principles, but he's kind of intimidated and is kind of like, cynical about the world. Mm-hmm. And she, but she's really pushing him to kind of stand up for like what's right. And um, so, spoiler alert! Like it, it just seems yeah. like you know. They're not going to be together. He's, you know, going to chicken out and just kind of like acquiesce to like his boss and everything. Like three minutes before the movie ends, all of a sudden he does the right thing 
and she's all happy. But to me, it just seemed very tacked on. Sure. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just seemed like the the ending kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like if there were signs that he had been thinking about it and he was going to do it, it, it just didn't seem organic at right. all. It just felt very like U-turn, like at, you know, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know why. Right. But I was thinking, okay, would I appreciate it if it was a different ending where he was just like, you know what, this is the way the world works? Yeah. What it was stuck with. <laughs> See, that's a, yeah, so I'll give it away. So my number one movie was Roman Holiday. And so, because Audrey Hepburn doesn't end up with Gregory Peck, even though you kind of want them to. But I don't know. I don't know if the movie would have been would have been that much more memorable if they had ended up together or not. You know, I don't know. But you know, I you go through this whole movie expecting you know the princess to, to fall for this reporter, and that she did fall for him. But you know, she they just kind of go their own way, and that's it ends kind of ambiguously. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. If that's, but yeah. sometimes I wonder if that's just kind of. I kind of like that sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, did you guys see Brief Encounter? No. The... Is it David Lean? No, it's not David Lean. It was Brief Encounter. I don't remember. <laughs> but, but, when, so, when was it? I saw the... I saw the uh, the play based on it, and then I saw the movie. Um, it's, I barely remember it. It's, um... Brief, 1945, Celia yeah. Johnson and Trevor Howard... Okay, well, we'll oh, I know what I have seen this. Yes. Yeah. So basically, yeah. they, spoiler, they, they don't they meet on a train or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they don't end up together. Spoiler alert! But yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know, I think that part of it has to do with the '40s and the '50s. I think they could. Hmm. I don't know, it was, Everyone's so repressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just after the war. Maybe people are more. You know, they, these movies don't bother you like they do mm. different people now. But yeah, yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So there was that, and then this other movie that's on. Um, no, no, it's mm-hmm. called Timer. Have you heard of that? No. Oh my god! I get, I this is what we have you on the show. You got one. You are indie. So it's yeah. this. This it's like a near future, like in her, where everyone has this device implanted, and you you can choose to have this like Apple Watch type device that'll mm. tell you when you're going to meet your soulmate. And so, but the only reason they, it'll only work if your soulmate also has it implanted. So, like, let's say I have it implanted, and it's just blank. That means whoever I'm going to be with hasn't had it yet, or whatever. And so, this woman really, really, she's she really, really wants to meet her soulmate, but hers is blank. So she's just always constantly waiting and waiting. And um, basically, the whole movie is about like you know how kind of predestined are you for like this person? Like, and so at one point she ends up just hooking up with this one guy without, without one of these, the the implant things. And, you know, she could be happy with him, but he doesn't have this ship thing. So she's not sure if if it's him or not. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. And maybe maybe, there isn't anybody. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's her. Maybe it's her. No, (laughs) but so the ending, spoiler. (laughs) Okay. I want to know now. What I also liked about it is like, it's, it, that, it's not like a government thing. It's mm-hmm. it's like a company like Apple has yeah. put it out, and it's become so popular that it is kind of like an iPhone, where uh, it okay. says so much about you if you have one, if you don't have one. Some guys have ones that are fake. It just it makes it <laughs> look like, like yeah, yeah, it makes it look or like wedding rings. Sure. It makes it look like you're you're you want like a relationship, yeah. maybe you don't. So spoiler is she she gets with this guy mm-hmm. and he gets he or he doesn't get one, but then. Um, so it turns out the guy that uh, her sister, her younger sister, has one, but her timer says she'll meet whoever in like ten years. Mm. So she's just like having a time or whatever, and so she, it, so her soulmate or whatever is her sister's boyfriend. As ah. it turns out, yeah. 
And so she, she's like, well, what do I do with this guy that I'm super into? Mm. And so they end up breaking up. And so she and that other guy kind of start up a little bit. Mm. You kind of wonder if they do. And mm. I didn't like that because I really like the idea of nothing is set. Like right. you really mm-hmm. make your own destiny. You mm-hmm. make your own happiness. I, I didn't like that. I don't think this premise is so crazy about the implants in her. No, no, it sounds like a romantic minority report. And yeah. The minority report came mm. out. We're like, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. And then, you know. It's not so crazy anymore. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. The other one that's about, that's about like love and time. Did you guys see About Time? Who's the um, Richard? Is it Richard Curtis? Oh my goodness! I'm just gonna say now. I just mean I don't think I've seen any of the same movies. That you've <laughs> They're so seen. different. <laughs> no overlap. It's with um, Donald Gleason and Rachel McAdams. You guys love Rachel McAdams, right? How could you not oh, yeah, like yeah, okay, her? Yeah. 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 And did you guys see it? I know the movie poster. I'm looking yeah. at it. You really like Bill Nighy. So. I like Bill Nighy a lot. He's and pretty awesome. He is. Yeah. He can do anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't like how, not so much the end, but I didn't like how, there's just, I mean, I know there are plot holes in time travel movies, but mm-hmm. I didn't like how he had to keep the whole thing from his wife. Mm. So like he, he told his dad, he told his sister, Okay, so what's the premise? So like, oh, sorry. So the premise is that when he turns 18, it turns out that he can travel back to any point in time. Mm-hmm. And um, so his dad tells him, like, don't worry about, like, the butterfly effect. You're not going to affect anything, but make sure you use this power that you have for good. So don't try to, like, make a million dollars or anything right. like that. Like, really use it to enhance your life. Right. So, of course, he always knew he was going to do it and, like, find his, his soulmate or whatever. And... Um, and also, it's it's about his relationship with his dad, mm. but throughout the whole movie, he keeps it from his his, his wife. And I was kind of like, well, what's the like? Why have you? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It, I don't get that part because is he supposed to enhance his life, but right. keep this giant secret away from his life partner? Yeah. What? I, I don't get it. It just mm. anybody tells a sister who's mm. not supposed to tell at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, so maybe why? Yeah, there's too many holes in this. Yeah. So I don't know. I yeah. still like it, but. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, this is kind of weak, but Bridget Jones' Baby. So this is the third one? The, the last one okay, that came out yeah. a few months ago. There are three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. With Diary, what's the second one? Baby, no. Bridget Jones's. I don't know. Bridget Jones' Diary. Okay, but it is the third one. Yeah. It's the third one. <laughs> but when you guys were talking about, like, um, test audiences, I, have, I, I read that that's what happened with it. Like, oh, the really? ending was totally, like, no one even knew, like... The stars didn't even know what was going to happen in the end, like because the big question is who's the who's her baby daddy. Yeah, and it was just like the reveal was so lame because yeah. she's getting. Did it do well in the box? I didn't check. But... I don't know, but I mean, it, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Maybe because Emma Thompson wrote it mm-hmm. or she co-wrote it. Did you like the first two? I liked the first one. The okay. first one grew on me. At first, I didn't like it, and I I watched it, and it, it like it, it wore me down. Yeah. Out the night I started to really <laughs> like it. The second one was terrible. Mm-hmm. And then this one was, it was pretty good. It was pretty decent. It was a pretty good um, follow-up. Okay. And also, I think mostly because I think Renee Zellweger is such a underrated actress. She really is. I mean, she really brings that character to life. Yeah. To life. Yeah. And um, so, but the ending is she's getting, she has the baby mm-hmm. and then she's getting married. And then you have to see who's uh, the end of the, uh, you know, who she's going to marry yeah. and who whose baby it is. And then it's got, there's, you know, Patrick Dempsey with the baby saying, you know, you look beautiful. And you're like, oh, that's the baby daddy. But it turns out it's Colin Firth. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of like, so why would this guy, 
come to your wedding when you're kind of cheating yeah. on him with this <laughs> other guy. And, do you know what I mean? I was like, is he that? Is yeah. he that close to you guys? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, it just yeah. didn't make sense. It just, that is weird. Yeah. It just it just didn't gel. Even in like a romantic comedy where you're supposed to you yeah. know, suspense belief. And then um, his last one is... You came up with a lot. This is good. Really? You both I mean, did, actually. <laughs> so that was good. I mean, maybe these are just endings, right? Just, I'm not... Is this okay? Let's play. No, of course. Okay. Yeah. So, um... The other one would be, I mean, when you were talking about director's cuts, then I I, um, I thought of this. Have you seen Cinema Paradiso? Yes. So, I think the, the movie, it's perfect. And then did you see the director's cut? No. Do you want to have No, go, go for it. Is this one of those ones where the director's cut is actually worse? It's, to me, it's worse. I mean, it, I think yeah. it like it makes the movie like three hours, mm. three and a half hours long. And so, remember the ending, it was pretty much, you know, he went back to his town and he was sad but he was kind of happy that you know his best friend or whatever told him just to, like leave the town forge your own path don't be tied down by the past mm -hmm. and so he comes back and everything's totally changed and he kind of just accepts it and blah 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 the the director's cut is he goes back home he finds out that the love of his life actually did did want to meet him but his that the the cinematographer or the mm -hmm. The, his his best friend kept it from him because he wanted him to leave the, the town and like do better for himself. But he becomes obsessed with finding that note that told him where she was gonna be. He like destroys this this this. this. Then he meets her and then they they're together and then he's just like, oh my god, I never got over you. So it's like the opposite. Like yeah. he 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 got real right back into the past uh -huh. and you know became really fraught and emotional about it. And, it's like that's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and then of course, then he has to just accept what happened, which is you, know, you can't change it. So. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there's there are, direct, you know, yeah. So there, are, there are times when you know it's good that they cut out certain things because it was yeah, you need work. an editor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Talking to you, Judd Apatow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> those movies are way too long. No comedy yeah. should usually be over ninety minutes. Yeah, that's like mm. rule of thumb. Yeah, and his are two and a half easy. You know, mm. even though they have some kind of like some drama mixed in. Yeah, yeah. but not enough to actually. The drama is probably what kills one of those <laughs> movies. But yeah. So are you yeah. thinking about like what like um, Knocked Up or something or Knocked Up was way too long. The Forty Year Old Virgin I think was a little bit too long, even though I really liked it. Just all of his movies are well over two hours, and they're and, but they're comedies, and usually they're kind of silly comedies. So. so would you say it's like bad editing or a little bit overindulgent? He he admits though, like he you know he just doesn't care. He just puts it out there, and mm. people still seem to like it. But yeah, there's really no reason for a Seth Rogen movie to be over ninety minutes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Seth Rogen. Right? Yeah. I think a lot of people. Yeah. What was that? It's forty. It was kind of the offshoot. This is forty. This is 40. Yeah. It's the offshoot of Knocked Up and. Yeah, there's yeah, was, too long. I was just thinking, you know, cut down the movie if you need to and just yeah. do some offshoots. It's already yeah. doing it anyway. Exactly. Yeah, it might just be two for the price of one, right. maybe two. Speaking of, so the most famous, always the one I think of the most, that where they changed the ending based on testing was Pretty in Pink. That oh, right. Molly Ringwald was supposed to end up with Ducky. Ducky. Um, but people just didn't like it. They just didn't. I don't think, know why. Yeah. Why but not? See, why? But see, I'm one of those people that is okay with that ending mm -hmm. because it, with Andrew it, McCarthy. Yeah, 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 because it's not like he's a bad guy, and he is trying. Yeah. No, and, but that's what that's what they changed it to. The original ending was to have it that she ended up with Ducky. The test audience hated it. Oh no, no, no! no. Like yeah. I, I think I'm okay with, oh, her, with yeah. her ending up Andrew McCarthy mm -hmm. because he's it's just because he's like rich and yeah. not really her. 
her like original type, it doesn't mean he's like a bad guy. Right. And sometimes this might be sacrilege. <laughs> but sometimes guys like Ducky, they have this whole like like nice guy mentality yeah. where it's like you're supposed to like me because I'm always here for you when it's like you know she likes who she likes yeah. and that's fine you know right. you don't have to end up well I have a you're gonna have to listen I have ideas of how I thought it should end but I won't give it away because this is the after <laughs> oh. oh but yeah I'll tell you after when I stop recording but okay. uh, yeah great thank you guys as okay. always so thank you Enrica for joining us Hello. We're, we're having a tough time finding people who want different endings so what uh, yeah well I, we Malin, Josephine and I were kind of figuring it out that they do so much movie testing you know uh, the studios that uh, maybe you know they're not gonna give you the the endings that you're gonna hate consensus yeah. wise they go with that. But independent directors who don't have to go by the movie studios can give you some weird oddball endings because it's their own vision. So, I guess, yeah. yeah, sure. I very rarely take issue with the mm. endings of independent movies because yeah. I like oddball endings. Sure, sure. I like weird, twisty endings. Mm -hmm. But yeah. okay, so what did you come up with this time? So, so movies that I wish the endings were different. Correct. For, um, for any, whatever reason you want. So, yeah, after you amended it, saying that it could be for whatever reason. Yeah, <laughs> because I kept it. thinking of them, and the, every single one I thought of was from a book. Right. So I had read the book, and then I went to go see the movie, and the endings were, for one of the ones I want to talk about, the mm -hmm. ending was completely different than the book, and then the other one was just, it ended the same way as the book. Right. So the first one was... Harry Potter okay. and the Deathly Hallows mm -hmm. Part 2. So it's the <laughs> final installment, right. the ending of the series. Mm -hmm. The first issue I had with the movie in general was that it was too dictated by the fact that it was going to be in 3D. So there, were, there was a sequence at the end where Voldemort dies, yeah. spoiler alert, and it's like <laughs> this the... This whole episode is fun, so it's okay. <laughs> and it's like the big moment where mm -hmm. he's like, gets hit with the killing curse and thump down on the ground and it's like silence yeah. he just thumps like a human um and that's supposed to be like this moment where you know she's basically saying all humans die the same way right you know this is even though he's the superhuman evil being mm -hmm. that has kind of evolved into this spirit he can still just thump hit the right. ground and then because it's 3d they were like you know what's a good idea <laughs> let's make him dissolve into tiny pieces and float into the heavens yeah. and it's just like what uh, I'm so pissed off because I enjoyed the movie so much and I was like yes I can't wait for this moment it's the best most poetic moment and he broke into teeny tiny flakes and I was like are you kidding so were you in the movie theater where you're just like what the hell like this that's yeah so I was just like no, is I think the sound I make. No, everyone's looking at you. It's yeah. a very noisy theater because yeah. I saw it on opening night and mm -hmm. people were shocked and surprised yeah. and like, yeah, everybody cheered when Voldemort finally died. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of fans of the movies that don't read the book. Sure, sure. And I'm the one person in the theater going, no. <laughs> Why would you do that? I like looked to my fiance. So like Darth Vader no. in episode three, where he's like, no. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that was one part of it, and yeah. then. You know, just the this, the film in general, the move, the books in general. I don't like that Harry lives. I think you know, because the whole proxy is one cannot live while the other survives. Right. You know, it's a very 
poetic theme in literature that you have a martyr who must sacrifice himself. He's for the good of mankind, whatever. And it's so literal in Harry Potter, too. You know, he has a part of Voldemort's soul within him, and the only way to kill Voldemort for good is for his own life to end. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he gets floated into whatever, purgatory, and Dumbledore's there, and he's like, you don't have to die, you know? And he's like, what? (laughs) And everybody just did, like, a collective... They just accepted it. What? So, as a fan of literature, I really wanted him to die and, like, follow that. But, you know, as J.K. Rowling, she was like, I don't have to kill anybody that I don't want to kill. That's right. And I want to make this about life or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, that's one. Okay. And we had discussed that earlier. So, you did come up with other ones, though. I have one more. Okay. I'd love to hear it. I mean... Yeah, Harry Potter was not really a good one, because it's more I, about the books. Nobody mentioned it, so that's okay. Really? Yeah. I mean, I am of the Harry Potter generation, yeah, so right. the stories are, like, part of my DNA. Sure. Um, but this one's a little different. I'm, I'm a big uh, science fiction mm-hmm. fan, and I really like you know, Isaac Asimov, iRobot, and um, the book I Am Legend by Richard, what's his last name, Matheson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, a big science fiction writer, did a huge, like, volume of screenplays and books and everything and he wrote I Am Legend mm-hmm. in I think 60s 1964 or okay. something and it's a very different time the movie the movie featuring Will Smith yeah. came out in 2007 so 1964 the year Kennedy was elected first was no he was shot in 64 shot in 64 elected shot in 60, 1960 yes shot in 63 oh yeah alright yeah. so but close I was close enough. Very different time yes. in American politics as to 2007, yes. which is the Bush era, like sure. the heart of the Bush era, where mm-hmm. a lot of films were much less think PC. It yes. was much more like he- hero versus villain, right. and, you know, cowboy versus mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. So the story of I Am Legend, first of all, they're not zombies. Mm-hmm. In the movie, they're zombies. In the book, they're like vampires. Right. Um, this disease is spreading and it's taking lives. And one thing that's really interesting in the book is it, it doesn't like, yes, these individuals have the disease, but they're not like bad, horrible people. And throughout the movie, they do a really good job actually of like showing that these zombie creatures have still a sense of like humanity Mm -hmm. and they're not, they're just trying to live, you know, and they live off of humans. So, The whole point is that at the end, he is now one of the last living things that is not afflicted by this disease. And the the diseased, the vampires, have Mm. taken over society Mm. and are now the majority and are now kind of like figuring out what to do to govern with, not govern, but like run society with this disease. And he's one of the last people and he realizes that... He, well, he thought he had the cure. He didn't have the cure, whatever. Nobody would distribute the cure because nobody cares. The old way of life is gone. This is the new way of life. And he realizes, I am now, I am legend. I am a legend now. I am the last living thing Mm -hmm. that is no longer diseased. The only way for me, I can't survive if I want to be me anymore. I have to either adapt or die. Mm -hmm. And he chooses death. And that's the thing. He's... He still chooses death in the movie, right. but it's like, he's going to go out with a bang and throw a grenade into the zombies sure. and then everybody dies. And it's like, no, he's in, pri- in the book, he's imprisoned. Right. And somebody comes to him and is like, they're going to assassinate you because of the, the zombies that you, not the zombies, the vampires right. that you killed. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. 
And he's like, okay, fine. Can't be a vampire hunter. Yeah. So I'm going to get executed. And she's like, but you can exit the world peacefully and right. gives him a pill. And he takes the pill and, and dies mm-hmm. on his own accord. As a legend, like the last living vampire killer martyr, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the... <laughs> The movie, I was so... It's like, this is how he died. Yes. Like, this is not how he's supposed it's to die. It's like the magic, yeah. Especially because they build up the enti- the narrative correctly. They build up the narrative right. that these zombies are, like, now the new humanity. And right. um, he's, like, a, a relic of humanity. Yeah. He's a legend now. Mm-hmm. But then he's just like, ah, fuck it. He, like, <laughs> throws the grenade and, like, dies and... It's like, okay, you just threw the poet, the poetic, like the last words of the book yeah. are I am legend because he's realizing as he goes to die mm-hmm. that he is like a, a relic of an old society. So you think it would have been better if he had said like I am legend and then never actually killed, so it's ambiguous? Would that have been better? Like, no, so- I think it would just, it would have been better if instead of being like, I'm going to just kill everybody on my way out Mm -hmm. because that's what the movie was it's like i'm going to die but i'm going to die trying to kill every single zombie that i can that message is very very different than a moment where he's imprisoned and he's a prisoner of this new society and he has to kind of come to terms with the fact that he is no longer yeah yeah, well, he's just no longer what society is anymore. Sure. So he has to either adapt or be executed okay. or, you know, commit to his sins, yeah. which were killing lots and lots of people, right. diseased or otherwise. Mm-hmm. They were now dead. Yeah. And he had to answer to that as now a, you know, you can't kill things, basically. Right. So I think it would have been better if they took that approach. But that... That wasn't the time. You know, right. that wasn't the context of movies weren't being made to make these poetic statements yeah. about society changing and having to adapt and having to mm-hmm. confront, you know, killing is never okay, it's never the answer. Sure. That was the message of the 60s or whatever. Yeah. And then it's 2007 and we've gone to war in the Middle East yeah. again. And, you know, there's good people and there's bad people and right. we must defend to the death the good people and the rights of humanity. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more complicated yeah. than that. You know, most science fiction is supposed to approach those big questions. Well, that's a hard part about, especially when books are written a long time ago, and yeah. then you're making a newer movie. So there was a book, um, did you ever see the movie The Natural with Robert Redford? It's a baseball no, movie. No, I've never seen it. So the, it's a baseball movie. It's a baseball movie, but it's also kind of a fairy tale. Yeah. And a, yeah. And a, so he becomes this older ball player that ends up becoming amazing. He's like the next Babe Ruth. With the way the book was written was, this was back in kind of the Depression era. Maybe not the Depression era, but 40s, 50s. So it's a different era. And instead of being the grand hero who hits the game-winning home run at the end like he does in the, in the movie, he strikes out on purpose. He goes with the gamblers. He goes with um, basically the people that are going to take over the team. And he goes with the bad people instead of becoming this iconic hero, which is what he became basically a legend. And so, you know, maybe back in the 40s and 50s when the novel was written, it was really, you know, that made sense. It was kind of that depressing work of art. Yeah. But in the 80s, that movie would have been, would have tanked if yeah. it struck out or thrown the fight or thrown the uh, the game or something like that. So Yeah, I mean, and, you know, people don't realize that the political climate dictates you know, oh, absolutely! At the time, yeah. The entertain the preferences for entertainment or for anything. I think there's a study done that like more women have short hair during democratic uh, really? periods of power, and mm-hmm. then in 
that's what's featured in a lot of ads mm-hmm. and a lot of like beauty uh, trends mm-hmm. are is like shorter haircuts. And then if a if Probably the Republicans mm-hmm. win again, they grow it out. Yeah. it's all like long and interesting. sexual and mm-hmm. interesting. Well, I know like the the movie Mash was supposed to be about the Vietnam War. That's what the book was about, and it was too. It was during the Vietnam War, so they made it Korea, yeah, uh, just to kind of acquiesce. But and even Korea was only three years. And then yeah. the series was 12 seasons. Oh, yeah. It was longer than the actual war. That's a good point. I don't know how they did, how mm-hmm. they justified, but I, I was a huge MASH fan. I oh, watched, yeah. I watched all of them. Yeah, it was a great I love MASH. Have you seen the movie? The I never saw them. Oh, well, no. I saw the first, like, few scenes of the movie. You gotta see it. And then yeah. I was just like, I actually just want to watch the show. Because the, the only <laughs> character that's in the movies that's also in the show is Radar. The only actor... Is right, right. Radar, right. The characters are still the same. The characters are the same, but you know you can't have the same. Alan Alda, you know. Well, what's interesting? Did you know that the theme song actually had a name? Suicide is painless. Because in the the TV show, you just hear the theme, but you don't, and you think, God, this is really depressing. And then you realize what what it's about. The actual, I won't give it away, but you should see the The lyrics. Yeah, it's actually hilarious. I know the lyrics. Suicide is painless. But what it's actually from, like why it's called that in the movie. So watch the movie, and you'll 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 laugh. It makes more sense. Okay. It's actually real. It's a dark comedy, but it's funny. Yeah, I think Mash is just super dark and, and. like the last episode where you know she kills the baby yeah so they don't get killed oh my god it's so moving it was one of the most watched it was it was until ever. like friends or something yeah, exactly well, yeah. <laughs> friends kind of kill everything yeah but yeah time, i grew up watching mash, mash runs, yeah. loved mash yeah and we have all the seasons on dvd that's awesome yeah, but those are my those, those are, are my two great two, ones, and I just I'm very passionate about I Am Legend. <laughs> we have a very special guest this time. Salatry has agreed to be on the show again. It's been God almost two months, I think. So I'm happy to have you back on the show. <laughs> Thank you. Glad to be here. Okay, so for this this is actually a hard one. A lot of people have chickened out on this one because it's tough to think of movies where you actually want a different ending, but you have one, and you've done your research. So I'm dying to hear. So what is the movie? Gone Girl. Gone Girl, that's a great one. And now, did you read the did you read the book? No, never. I should I? I don't know. I haven't read it either, and so I'm curious to see if, if they're completely different. Um, uh, now I wanted to read, yeah. But yeah, that is a crazy ending. So explain. So give me the ending, like the, what happened and how you would change it. So okay, um, you know they both kind of. They're so not ben really, Affleck not, and Nick, the guy, um, yes. the husband, yes, and Amy is yes. the wife, and. I don't think they are the best people in the world. No, they definitely. And maybe they deserve each other. Yeah. But still, justice has to be done. Yes. In some way. So, so the ending is basically they decided. She to, got away with everything. She, right, and they decided to kind of stay together. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, he's not the best husband in the world. Not at all. He cheated on her. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, she had to survive. However. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't want to stay married with that kind of person, right? right. Why would she try so hard? Sure. And, you know, would go that far, mm-hmm. right? It's like, a crazy movie, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe she's also a psycho herself. That is definitely factored into it. Yep. So how, so how would you have changed it? So the fact that she got away with murder, because the guy, the other guy that got killed... Yeah. I mean, he had nothing to do with it, yeah. right? It's just all part of the plan. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, she should be punished for that, mm-hmm. at least. So you think she should she have been just thrown in jail and then caught and then he moves on and, and that's right what okay yeah but then that means that he also would get away with it right mm-hmm. 
They would both get... Well, yeah, exactly. So why is he better off than... In many ways, they kind of deserve each other, like you said. So right, yeah. right. But uh, but I was looking at a point of view that's like, okay, you, you kill someone innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, then you should be punished for it. Right. But it seems to me like she got away with everything. Right. Yeah. There should be some way where they both punished in some way, where they both get what they deserve. But just and then the hardest part for me is that I, I, I didn't know when I was watching it, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to believe. Right. Well, that was the good part of the movie. Right? Because yeah. it's like in the journal, she made up a lot of things mm-hmm. that made it sound so real. Right. That, like, that's why I thought, like, in real life, mm-hmm. if I were to investigate a crime, mm-hmm. And, you know, I, can, I have to, re, you know, go through someone's journal. And I'm like, it's also possible that whatever that person writes, right. it's not true. No. And maybe it's just in someone's head, too, right? A lot of times. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that's how, I mean, I don't know if she's considered a sociopath or not. But she, I mean, the, how methodical she was to make sure that everything uh-huh. uh, was planned out like that. It's, it's you know, only in, only yeah. in the movies. Could but I guess in the end, I kind of sympathize with, the, with Nick. Sure. Because I felt like I felt the pain, the torture. <laughs> it is a roller coaster type of movie. At first, you're totally on her side. Yeah. Then you're. Then it kind of it, it adjusts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would hate the guy who's you know who cheats on me. Sure. But sure. But, um, but to be punished just that way is kind of I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I would just movie. let him go anyway. <laughs> That's a great one. Thank you, Sandra. Wait, wait. Okay. Did you have any other ones? That was the main one. That's the one that uh, stood out the most, yeah. That makes sense. Thank you again. Thank you. Thanks, as always, to my guests. We didn't have as many as we normally do because this was a really tough episode. But the people that did think of movies, thank you so much for coming up with your picks. So I do have a few more that didn't make my top five. Um, I didn't think they were good enough to be in my top five um, for various reasons. One being The Bad News Bears, the original version with Walter Matthau and Tatum O'Neill. So, actually, the ending is really cool. So, the Bad News Bears lose. The, the, I think it's Kelly um, gets thrown out at the plate um, after this enormous comeback. And, you know, part of me wanted them to win, of course. But the way the ending is, is they're all given their second-place trophy. And then, in typical Bad News Bears fashion, they decide to chuck their trophy at the people that handed it to them and basically said, you know, screw you. You know, we'll get them next year. And... You know, that is actually a better ending, but I'm sure a lot of people would have liked to see them win. The other one is Pretty in Pink. <laughs> so probably not for the you know the reason you think. So the original ending actually has the Molly Ringwald character end up with Ducky. But during the testing, the audiences didn't like that. They actually wanted her to end up with Blaine. That's the um, Andrew McCarthy character. I think she should have just ended up with Steph. I think that would have been perfect. They deserve each other. No, but actually, I think Ducky should have ended up with the Annie Potts character. I think that would have been kind of cool. Um, the fact that he didn't end up with Molly Ringwald never bothered me because I always kind of found him a bit annoying. But I thought it would have been cool if he had ended up with Annie Potts. The other two movies, and this is really kind of nitpicking, which is why it wasn't in my top five are the original, um, the Superman from 1978, and then Superman 2 from 1980. Now, part of this is because the original director, Richard Donner, um, was taken off of Superman during the second film, so it is kind of disjointed. Um, so I understand why Superman 2 could have a weird ending. So, you know, when the, the kiss happens and magically she forgets everything, it's kind of a cop-out. Um, it's not horrible, but 
you know, for a movie that is so good, you'd think you'd have a better ending. And also in the first one, it also seemed like a cop-out where Superman basically just, you know, spins around the Earth and, you know, rolls back time to save Lois from an earthquake. Um, I think, you know, a different ending might have been better for that. Anyway, this was a really fun episode, even though it was difficult. Um, but now it's time for the plugs. You gotta go to iTunes. And I say this every week. So you gotta go to iTunes if you have an account so you can rate and review the show. The more ratings we have, the more reviews we have, the higher we are in the algorithm. And then everyone can hear this amazing stuff that we do. So please go to iTunes and rate and review. You can also go to Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. You can go to our YouTube page, and you can also go to our Facebook page. All right, until next week, this is Brian signing off. Came on sucks. <laughs>